Welcome to Peanut Butter People, the podcast for those of us holding the sandwich of life together. And now your host, Genevieve. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Peanut Butter People, the podcast created for those of us who are trying to hold it all together. So how was this last week for everyone? How did we do on our own self-care? Little better? Little better here and there? I know there's always room for improvement, but like we said last week, a whole new week is ahead of us. So if we missed an opportunity to pay attention to our own needs, new opportunities will present themselves going forward. How did we do about letting go? Taking our hands off in some areas with some situations. Perhaps allowing others to step up and take over for us. Not feeling like we had to do everything ourselves or it wouldn't get done. How did we do about checking our perception in a situation versus the reality of the situation? Did you get a chance to do that? Did we see that if we were able to let go and take our hands off, that nothing bad actually happened? That whatever it was did get done, maybe not the way we would have done it, but it got done. And it got done adequately. Or, now here's a thought, wait for it, Did it actually get done better than the way we would have done it? Ooh, ow, ow. I know, that one stings a little bit, but it's a little bit of a reality check. Because not only sometimes is someone else able to do something instead of our doing it, Sometimes they are actually able to do it better than we would have done it. And we can actually learn from the way they did it. Ooh, I know that one does take a little bit of time to digest and to get comfortable with because we are humans and as human beings, we have an ego and we like to think that we do things well. And truth be told, in all honesty, there are things we like to think that we do better than other people and that no one can quite do it the way that we do it. So the idea that not only someone could do it instead, but someone could do it better does take a little bit of getting used to. So again, as we go forward, in this coming week, continue to focus on self-care. Also continue to focus on checking perception versus reality and choosing situations where we can let go and allow someone else to step up and take care of things. On a personal note, I will say that a situation arose in this last week that was unexpected for me. It was not a pleasant situation. 
it was not something I would have chosen to have happen. It was not something that I liked. It was also not something that I could control. Boy, I didn't like that at all. I am a peanut butter person, therefore, I like to feel like I have control. I did have to realize and accept that in this particular situation, I did not have control and I did need to turn it over to someone else. Boy, all sorts of emotions were involved with that. As usual, when we don't like something, we have all different types of emotions involved and that's normal and that's okay. So I had emotions of surprise, little shock, little fear, anger, sadness, annoyance, maybe back to a little anger. And then as I sort of radically accepted that I couldn't change the situation by myself, that I had to turn that situation over to someone else, in spite of that full range of emotion that I had experienced and that I felt, I then felt release and consequently some relief because that's what tends to happen when we have a situation that we take our hands off of we may have a full range of emotions some of them good some of them not so pleasant but ultimately if we truly are able to let go we will feel a sense of release and relief as hard as that is to believe. So last time, since we talked about perception versus reality, choosing to take our hands off of things, not having tight control over things, what do we do with the things that we have to do? Because truthfully, there are things in our lives that we can't take our hands off of. There are things in our personal life that we can't or shouldn't take our hands off of. Things with our families, things with our social circles, things with our work, things that we really do need to manage and handle ourselves. And we need to be able to discern the difference. This we can take our hands off of, this we shouldn't, or we can't. So how do we maintain balance when there are things that we do have to manage, when there are things we do have to control, those things we cannot take our hands off of, that no one else really can do? And balance is the key word. Because we can just run from thing to to thing that we really do have to control or manage or take care of, and it just wears us out. It's overwhelming. It just sucks energy and life and joy right out of you. And that's not what we want. We want to be able to manage those things efficiently and effectively, but still keep energy, still keep life, still keep joy in the mix. 
And to do that, we have to have balance. So how do we maintain balance? Well, there are a lot of ways that we can maintain balance. Today, we're just going to talk about one way to maintain balance. And that way is with building fences. Now, we all know when we're trying to maintain balance, whether it's on a bicycle, on roller skates, on ice skates, on a skateboard, whatever it is, a lot of different factors play a part in whether or not we're able to keep our balance. So building fences is the way that we're going to talk about today. And what do I mean by building fences? When I was a little girl, my grandmother used to love to say the expression, good fences make good neighbors. Good fences make good neighbors. I had absolutely no idea what she was talking about. All I did know was that she didn't really like her neighbors. So there was fencing along the one side of her property and solid fencing along the back of the property and a little bit of a stone wall along the other side of the property. Well, it turns out that my grandmother, of course, as you probably already know, did not come up with that saying, good fences make good neighbors. In fact, that is from a poem by Robert Frost back in 1914 called The Mending Wall Poem. It's a very interesting poem. If you get a chance, look it up. You can read the full version. But the general gist of the poem is that every spring, Robert Frost, or the speaker in the poem, goes for a walk with his neighbor along their property line. And they have a stone fence along their property line. But over the course of a year, through various things like weather, hunters, just nature occurring, some stones have fallen out of the wall. So every spring, they sort of do a maintenance check. And they walk the property line along the wall, see where the stones have fallen out, see where the stones need to be put back into the wall. And every spring, Robert Frost kind of likes to tease his neighbor a little bit and kind of say, I'm not quite sure why we even need to have this wall. Do you think we really need a wall in this spot? And every time Robert Frost says something like that, the neighbor's response is the same. Good fences make good neighbors. Good fences make good neighbors. Even when there's a portion where Robert Frost has an apple orchard and the neighbor has a lot of pine trees and Robert Frost is like, really, why do we need a wall here? My apples aren't going to eat your pine trees and your pine trees aren't going to destroy my apple trees. Again, the neighbor's response is, good fences make good neighbors. So there are two sort of differing opinions that you can get out of this poem. One is sort of from Robert Frost's viewpoint that the fence or the wall is actually divisive. It's actually dividing the neighbors. And then there's the neighbor's point of view, good fences make good neighbors, that instead of being divisive, the fence or the wall or the border, whatever word you want to use, is actually helping to define clear boundaries and perimeters. 
which theoretically is going to keep everyone happy. So it's the same with our building fences. You know, for peanut butter people, we don't tend to be people who necessarily set a lot of boundaries. With our family, with our friends, with our coworkers, with social obligations, we tend to just pick it up, take it on, sign up for it, say I'll do it. We don't tend to have a lot of boundaries or walls. So when we do start building some fences, setting some borders, having some perimeters of what we will and will not do, sometimes people are, well, confused because this is not something they have seen us do before. And some people are relatively accepting when we start to do this, and other people get angry because we aren't the people who have the borders. We aren't the people to say no. And let me say right here that having a fence or a wall or a border is not equal to just saying no all the time. So having borders, having walls is not meant to be divisive. When you think about it, why do we have fences anywhere? Well, there are a few reasons. One, fences give us privacy. They give us some safe space where we can be ourselves, where no one is watching us, judging us. Fences are functional. They keep the things we want or consider valuable in and keep other things out. So fences provide safety. And fences don't have to be ugly. When I say the word fence, hundreds of different images can come to mind. You can think of a prison fence, which may not be the most attractive. You can think of a beautiful stone wall, border, or, quote, fence, on a beautiful old English countryside estate. You can think of an elegant, expensive, wrought iron fence. So fences don't have to be ugly. When we set a border, set a wall, set a perimeter, put up a fence, it doesn't have to be something ugly. It can actually be decorative. It can add beauty to our life as well as to the lives of others. So we do have to assess fairly and honestly and say, why are we wanting to build a border or set a perimeter or a boundary or build a wall? Are we truly angry and vindictive and trying to be divisive? Or are we simply trying to define something for ourselves and again for those around us? Now, peanut butter people don't normally tend to be divisive. 
like we've said before, peanut butter people are usually wanting to hold everything together. We don't normally look for ways to separate people, to cause strife, to cause division. We normally look for ways to do just the opposite of that. And sometimes for peanut butter people, the idea of having borders or perimeters or fences, we can first think of it as actually being divisive. Oh, I can't do that. Such and so would be upset. Oh, I can't do that. That would make my mother-in-law angry. Oh, my coworkers wouldn't like that. But in reality, as we said, fences don't have to be ugly. They can actually be very beneficial to both us and the people around us because then there are clear perimeters, there are clear expectations of what we can do, what we can't do, what we're willing to do, and what we're not willing to do. And that's kind of where a tricky thing can come into play for peanut butter people because we usually don't like to list the things that we aren't willing to do. Because our answer is usually, okay, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. But is that really the best for us? What happens when we don't have perimeters or borders or fences? You know, one of the interesting lines in the poem by Robert Frost is that as he's walking along his property line and he sees that certain stones have fallen out, it's left gaps in the wall. And his observation is that gaps are there. No one has seen them made or heard them made. Nevertheless, the gaps in his wall are there. How can we tell if there are gaps in our walls? Do we find ourselves getting more stressed? Do things seem more intense? Are we feeling more distress when we talk to a certain person or when we're in a certain situation or when we're trying to manage something in our environment? If we are feeling like there's more stress or distress or anxiety or sadness or an increase in any type of negative emotion, we need to stop and look around and say, do I need a wall here? Is this extra distress that I'm feeling my body's way, my brain's way of saying to me, you need some, some definition. You need some structure here. And if we do already have a wall or border or boundary in place with that person or in that situation, and we're still feeling that distress or that dis-ease or that discontentment or anxiety, then we need to look and say, are there gaps there that maybe no one has seen made? No one has heard those gaps being made. 
But when I honestly take a look at this perimeter, at this border, there's a gap there. And if there is a gap there, then what do we do about it? It's something that needs to be addressed. It's not something we should ignore. Because again, listening to our bodies, our physical bodies, paying attention to our emotional needs, when we feel that increase in stress and distress, it's telling us something. It's not going to go away if we ignore it. It's not just put it in the closet, lock the door, and when you wait a certain amount of time, it'll go away. No, if we don't address the gap in the wall, it's going to get worse. The gap is going to get bigger. More stones are going to fall out of the wall. And then it's going to cause more distress, and it's going to take longer to fill that gap, to fix it. So when we talk about walls, what are some things that if we are building a fence or a wall, what is our goal? What are some things we're trying to keep in? We're trying to keep in our peace of mind, our sense of well-being, our sense of soundness and wholeness, our physical body, our mental well-being, our spiritual person. So what are some things that we want to keep out? Strife, contention, anything that makes you feel like there's a lack of harmony. You know, and that includes things even day to day in the world that we deal with. We need to learn how to limit the amount of time that we spend listening to certain things that we know are going to upset us. Watching things on television that we know are not going to make us happy. Using our electronic devices to just constantly throughout the entire day scroll through headlines that we know if we're honest, are just going to cause us to feel unsettled. That doesn't mean burying your head in the sand and ignoring what's happening in the world or with your family or in your work environment, but it does mean, again, having that perimeter, having those definitions, having those boundaries. There should be a fence around how much negativity you're taking in each day. Again, for your well-being. The other thing is when we do start to have fences, walls, borders, perimeters, we need to be able to ensure that we maintain them. Um, You can't make people respect your boundaries and your borders. It would be nice, but you can't. You can reinforce them and hope that as time passes, people will learn to respect them. But even if people choose not to respect your borders, you have to respect them yourself. So you can't just put them there and then maintain them. 
you have to consider them valuable. You have to have respect for them. You have to have confidence that there's a reason that they're there and that they should be there. You've invested something into creating that fence, that wall, that border. Whether it's for definition, whether it's to be functional, whether it's to define things for yourself or others. You've done it to help keep your balance while you're managing your specific tasks, responsibilities, obligations, day to day. You've invested the energy into building it. You're putting in the time and effort to maintain them. You need to respect yourself and the fact that you've done that. Which means whether anyone else ever respects them or not, you have to continue to do so yourself. So for this coming week, of course we're going to continue paying attention to our own self-care needs. Checking our perception versus our reality. Taking our hands off of certain things that maybe our hands don't need to be on. But in particular this week, we're going to look for small ways that we can set borders, boundaries, fences. Double checking our motive as to why we feel like we need to have a fence there. Making sure it's for definition It's functional, it's protective versus being divisive. But then going ahead and trying to put some small steps into place to have a border there and learning how to communicate to others that there now is a line there. There now is a wall there. And if we already have walls, borders, perimeters, We're going to check our emotions this week. And if we're feeling an increase in anxiety, stress, dis-ease, we're going to take a walk along that wall and see if there are gaps there and see what we need to do to fix those gaps. Have a wonderful week. Until we talk again, remember to keep some gentleness in your journey.